You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. Our God knows everything. He does. He knows all about you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. How many know that? You can't hide anything from Him. Open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 2, and we won't read all because... Truthfully, I have so much to share with you this morning, and, and there's so much happening this morning, that, that, that I would keep you till 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and I know you don't want me to do that. So so we're going to read just a few verses here, but, but well, you'll get part 2 next, uh, not, not next week, the week after. Next week we have a, a special thing happening here, but uh, the, the following week. So uh, Daniel chapter 2, and um, let's look at this. It says, one night during the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such a disturbing dream, had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. He called in his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers, and he demanded that they tell him what he had dreamed. As they stood before the king, he said, I have had a dream that deeply troubles me, and I must know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, Long live the king! Tell us the dream, and we will tell you what it means. But the king said to the astrologers, I am serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. But if you tell me what I dreamed and what the dream means, I will give you many wonderful gifts and honors. Just tell me the dream and what it means. Then they said, Please, your majesty, tell us the dream, and we will tell you what it means. The king replied, I know what you are doing. You're stalling for time because you know I am serious when I say, if you don't tell me the dream, you are doomed. So you have conspired to tell me lies, hoping I will change my mind. But I te- but tell me the dream, and then I'll, I'll know that you can tell me what it means. We're going to stop there. We'll come back to that next week. Father God, I pray, you're the one that understands all our dreams. You're the one who takes care of us in, in the good and the bad and all those other times, Lord. You know where we're going. You know where we've been. You know what we've done. You even know what we're thinking of doing. So God, I pray, open our eyes to see that this morning, how very true this is. And we'll trust you for it, Lord. May your wisdom, may your glory be expressed today. And Lord, may your anointing be upon me as I share the real word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a sad week for me. Depressed. But I do have a baseball story for you anyway. had said uh, they were fearful that he might not live. So, so being an avid baseball fan at that young age, 
1986 when it took place, you know, there was no TV, so everything was by radio. And, and so uh, uh, Johnny was made aware of, uh, of the situation, and he told his father, this is what he said to his dad, I wish I could see Babe Ruth hit a homer before I die. You might know the story, and then you can check it out. It's true. It's a true story. And so, so a telegram was sent off to the New York Yankees, who were playing the St. Louis Cardinals in the 1926 World Series. And, and a few days later, Johnny received an autographed baseball from both teams, and, and the Yankee, uh, both Yankees and Cardinals, including one from Babe Ruth that had the inscription on it and said, I'll hit the home run for you in Wednesday's game. That's a tall tale, isn't it? Well, the babe came through. And by the way, he had three home runs in that game. But being, being a, I'm a Dodger fan, I'm glad to tell you they didn't win the World Series. didn't win the World Series that year. But he hit three home runs, and 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 and, and some might say that maybe that was the effect upon little Johnny and raised up his his his, uh, his health and so forth. And we can't quite be sure of that, but just know this: that, that his miraculously his condition improved, and and, and uh, months later. Uh, it turned out that his uncle was at the spring training for the New York Yankees there in Florida. And, and, and he thanked Babe Ruth profusely, and, and Babe Ruth smiled and said, you're very welcome. But after the uncle left, uh, he t- uh, Babe Ruth turned to the reporters and said, who the blankety-blank is Johnny, Johnny Sylvester anyway? See, Babe was, they did not. Can you imagine if you were a stockbroker and you were on mission? 
could be, uh, you could save people from divorce because you could tell people, no, you don't want to marry her or him. <laughs> Equal opportunity here. No, you don't want to marry them because I know how things are going to turn out. But thank God we're not omniscient. It's too scary for me. Someone once said that mortal man is like like a standing uh, it, it, it is like a man standing by the river. He can only see the part of the river that passes before him. But our omniscient God can see where it starts, where it is, and where it's going. He knows it all. This that that is why it is. With our, this is the way it is with our God. God does not have to study the conditions. He doesn't have to figure out the science. He doesn't have to go uh, go look at the books. He 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 knows he knows the trends. He knows the conditions of all things. That's our God. He knows what is going to happen tomorrow, and he knows what's going to happen a thousand years from now. That's our God. Hallelujah. God is omniscient, which simply means that God knows everything. If you look at First Samuel two and three, it says simply this: For the Lord is a God who knows. He knows. He knows all about you. He knows what you're going through right now. First John three twenty says he knows everything. So he not only knows, he knows everything. Everything about your life. Everything you're going through. Psalm one forty seven five says, "How great is our Lord! His understanding is beyond comprehension." That's how far and how deep his understanding of your life is and my life. I think, think that the most, most of us understand the truth about God, but, but really do we? And yet many of us are, 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 are able to operate on two levels. You see, we understand intellectually that God knows everything, but on a day-to-day experience, we sometimes think that we can keep a secret from God. He knows everything. Many, many people are keeping, uh, many people live their lives keeping secrets from, from everyone. A pastor uh, uh, told, once told a story about a woman who attended his church. The lady's husband had died, and, and, and so like many widows do, they, they, after a few months, or sometimes weeks, sometimes a few days, but anyway, they start going through their stuff, Right? And so he, they, uh, like so many, had two cars. And when she went to clean out his car, because she only needed one car, she opened the trunk and found that the, the trunk was full of pornography. And she admitted to all her friends and family, "I, I didn't know he had it. He, he, what, what, he, he, he kept that a secret from me." But God knows. Scripture says, be sure your sins will be found out. So even though he kept that pornographic habit out of sight from his wife, God saw every time he lifted that trunk and pulled something out and looked at it. It may may find out, you may find out in your sins because maybe in your health it'll be taken away. Be sure that your sins will find you out. Maybe it'll take place and your wealth will be taken away. 
or maybe in your, your reputation, which is more valuable than anything else, will be taken away. Be sure your sins will be found out. One thing is for sure, that if we do not come to the Lord and repent of our sins and get them washed away, we're going to stand before God one day and be judged. That, that should scare everybody. Because if we're a sinner and we've hidden a lot of things from family, we've hidden a lot of things from our, our, our parents, from our loved ones, our co-workers, the people that in our neighborhoods, the people in our homes, one day they're going to come on a big screen. God's screen. They're going to say, remember on such and such a date. Remember on such and such a date. Remember on such and such a date. People can hide their sins from, from their friends. They can hide their sins from loved ones. But they cannot hide their thoughts or their deeds from omniscient God. That's important for us to understand. Not just up here, but in our hearts as well. So why do people live their lives this way? Maybe because they're afraid that people in their life knew about them, they would not like them anymore, love them anymore, respect them anymore. Many people, uh, as children, were told by someone, if you, do, uh, if, if you do that, God will not love you anymore. That's a horrible thing to tell children. Because God will always love you. Because God is love. That's who He is. It's hard for us to comprehend a God who knows the truth about us and yet loves us anyway. And yet He does. He does. The psalm, the psalm is in one, Psalm 139, and we're going to go there this morning more than in Daniel. We're actually, we're not even going to go into Daniel until next week. But turn with me to the 139th Psalm. Verse 1 says this, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. We can lie to a lot of people, but what does your heart say? We can tell half truths to others, but really, what is really on our heart? Lord, you've examined my heart and know everything. The Hebrew word here, examine, means to examine carefully or to explore. It can even mean like a burglar that goes into your house and ransacks your house looking for where you hid your precious jewels or, or your money. I mean, getting way down deep inside of places that you didn't even know you had stuff in. That's what that word examine can you imagine God doing the same thing with your heart and mind in way down deep into what you're thinking, what you're believing, and what you're doing? That paints a different picture, doesn't it? It really does. The word carries the idea that our lives have been ransacked by God. He knows everything there is to be known about us. You 
can hide from people. You can hide your insecurities. You can hide your fears. You can hide your doubts. But he knows everything about you. Looking again at Psalm uh, 139, look at verses 2 through 5. It asks the question here. It says, you know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts. Even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and, and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my He knows when I pop down on my lazy boy at, at home and, and, and turn the TV on. He knows. He knows. He knows when I get up at, at one time to get a snack. He knows. He even knows when I get up and have to go to the bathroom. Proverbs 5.21 says this, For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. He knows every move you make. Why God, God? Why does God need to know everything, every move that we make? Because He is not only Creator; He is the Judge. He is the Judge. It is important that God knows every deed and every thought of the sinner, because He did not. If He did not, He could not justly judge the sinner for his evil thoughts or deeds. So He knows the background to every action. He knows the purpose and the, the beginning of every thought. Therefore, he could act, uh, uh, acutely judge the sinner in his evil deeds and thoughts. It's important that God knows our every deed and every thought as Christians because he did, if he did not, he could not reward us because there's times we do things just because we love people and love God. Yes. The time he stood making hot dogs for 100 to 200, 600 people. Amen? He did it, not complaining. He did it because he loved people. Amen? He knows our deeds. He knows our thoughts. And he'll judge us for that too and reward us. Praise God. Proverbs 15.3 says, The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. So the, the, the good, you that are in church this morning, he sees that. You that are sleeping at home, he sees that. You that are not caring about what you're doing and not even turning us on and not hearing my voice, he knows that too. But not only here in Western culture, but in, 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 in all over the world, he knows every action of everybody. He knows. He knows what we do. The second part of verse 2 says, they tells us, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. He knows what we think. He knows what we think. It's amazing and difficult to comprehend, but God knows what we think even before we think it. That's mind-boggling to me, but He knows. He knows. I said all this to 
say this, God knows all about all of us. Our parents know us somewhat. Right? How, how many? Don't raise your hand. But how many of you have pulled the wool over your parents' eyes at least once or twice, or thought you did at least once or twice? Nobody knows us like God knows us. Nobody, because there is not anything that God does not know about us. Not one secret can you keep from a holy God who's omniscient. You can't hide anything. You can't. Oh, but you don't know that secret place I hide this stuff. But I don't, but God does. God does. So much more that I want to share with you about this omniscient God, but I won't be able to tell you because we're going to have communion in just a little bit. We want to, we we don't just go through communion; it is a special time. It's a special time because more and more than any time else in the church, this is where the spotlight of God is upon your heart and mind. You can take the elements. you will get back to this because it's too big a thought for us fully to comprehend, comprehend but, but here's something else. He knows your pain. We live in a world that is full of all kinds of pain and, and, and suffering and, 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 and sometimes we, we try to be so brave and we try to hide it and some of it's legitimate, some of it's self-imposed, some of it is it, just even fabricated. But we go through life with this he knows when we're struggling in our faith, when we just barely made it to church, and, and we're thinking, oh, God, help me. So let me see you one more time. Let me experience you, because if I don't see you today, I may not be back next week. He knows when you're playing games with him and, 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 and making those, 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 those deals with God, but God's not money at all. He does not make a deal. But we do it anyway, don't we? Yeah. He knows the things, the secrets you think you can hide from him. But you can't hide any secrets from the all-knowing God. He knows your fears, your anxieties. You know, I, I know, I know believers that are, are fearful of death, and he knows that. He knows that. You know, some people, even as Christians, they just, oh, I don't want to think about that. My friend, he knows your fears, your anxieties. He knows 
everything about you and here's the good news he still loves you hallelujah he still loves you praise his name and as we prepare our hearts this morning if there is something that you in your heart, something that you, you know that's not right, something that's just off kilter, out of balance. This morning as we partake of communion, and those that are preparing communion can prepare themselves right now, but as you're preparing for communion, we need to surrender it to the Lord. We need to surrender it to the Lord. You say, but maybe, maybe not today. Friend, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Surrender your fear. Surrender your anxiety. Surrender the sin. Surrender the thing you're thinking that is a secret. You got it a secret from your spouse, from your, your friends. It's not a secret from God. Just surrender it to the Lord. And know that if you ask for forgiveness and trust on Him, this is the most wonderful time best time to do it right now. Right now. So stop trying to pretend that he doesn't know what's going on in your life. Stop trying to pretend that he can't do anything about it. My friend, you can't hide anything from him. Surrender your whole life. Your whole life. Not part. Not a certain amount. Search every heart and every life. That the spotlight of heaven would it ransack our lives right now. Those secret sins, they're no secret to you. So, Lord, before we take that little glass, before we take that little crumb of bread, some serious business with us, Lord. Do some serious business with us. God, we surrender. I surrender. I surrender my thoughts and my feelings. I surrender my, my everything, God. I surrender. And for everyone here, say it out loud, but you do have to say it. Sometimes it's better if you say it out loud. It's a simple prayer. Lord, I surrender my shame. I surrender my sin. I surrender the secret things I'm doing and I have no business doing. I surrender, God, my, my guilt and my heartache. I surrender, God, to all these things, Lord God, that I'm doing in my secret. 
Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.